Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. Last we left off, our adventurers were still in the town of Greenest, doing their best to survive the night and protect those that they could. After completing a variety of missions given to them by Mayor Nighthill, they find themselves in their current excursion trying to save the 30 or so townsfolk stuck inside the Temple of Bahamut from being burned alive. In an attempt to infiltrate the cult and gain passage into the temple, both Mal and Lance dressed in cult robes with the ornamented jewelry found on the corpses of the dead. This quickly backfired, however, as they tried to get the citizens trapped in the temple to leave with them and they did not gain their trust. Fleeple, being a giant badger mole, not only caused an excellent distraction for Mal and Lance to enter the temple, but has slowly been eliminating the people trying to bash the front door open. Being trapped inside the temple with the front door getting bashed in and the back door now being set ablaze, Mal summoned her otherworldly powers. Being fueled by this rage and frustration, she demolished the doors blocking their path out and knocking back the cultists that were blocking their path to the wall. In this chaos, we join our adventurers as they seek to escape this burning building. So, Mal, summoning this otherworldly rage and this power that has come from the deal that you made previous, you were able to blast open this door with your Eldritch Blasts, and the doors unhinged, flew backwards, and injured one of the cultists. As the fire is engulfing the surrounding door area where you currently are at, Lance and Mal, both of you, are now ushering the people to join you at this door and to make their way out of this temple to try and seek safety and cover in the keep. What are you doing? Uh, to reiterate, Mal will look at Lance. I will go out and I will try and distract them and I'll throw arms of Hadar at them and I will try whatever I can to keep them occupied, try and get all of these people out of the door and up and over the wall and try and keep them together. Can you do that? Yes, yes. So with this in mind, I need everybody to roll initiative, please. 20 to 25. Okay, not great. 15 to 20. 19. 18. 16. Oh! Look at us all. Okay. All right, Mal, you are first. The door is burning in front of you. The There are 30 villagers behind you trying to gain the courage to rush through this door. You have six enemies in front of you. One of them got battered by this door as it impacted into its chest, doing some damage. There are two kobolds that Fleeple has not taken care of already previously. They seem to be blocking your path between here and the wall. What do you do? So they're all in front of me. They're not off to the side. Correct. They're all in front of you. It's like they were trying to create this protective ring to prevent anybody from running from this direction. Seeing them in front of me and seeing Mal sees the fire creeping up around the doors and she has a, a momentary flashback and she grits her teeth and clenches her fists. Just do it, Mal. And she'll, using all the courage she has, will run and jump through the flames out into the middle of all six of these people. And she will cast Arms of Hadar. Hadar, I was like trying to add extra letters. Okay, the tendrils of dark energy erupt from around you and batter all the creatures within 10 feet. So they all have to make a strength save. Strength save, what is the DC they have to hit? 11. Success, failure. 
Fail. Fail. Success. Fail. All right. So the ones that failed will take 2d6 necrotic damage and cannot take reactions until its next turn. Those that succeed will take half damage. Okay. Go and roll me those 2d6. I got a seven. Seven total. Half of that would be three points of damage. So out of all of these individuals that uh, succeeded, only one kobold and one heavily armed cultist succeeded, but that was the one that got battered by the door. So as these tendrils of black inkiness start to slowly curl around the legs of these individuals, all six of them, your eyes snap open and you thrust your arm upwards and as they do, these tendrils wrap around their entire bodies, restricting them. One kobold shrugging it off and one cultist shrugging it off as well. However, everybody else seems to be entirely enwrapped by these ethereal tendrils here and as they have this necrotic pulse surging through them, they all take damage. The one cultist that got hit by the door immediately drops, just falls to the ground, and the Iki Tendril just falls into the ground after it relinquishes the life of this individual. The one kobold on the left-hand side immediately gets the life just sucked out of it and falls limp in the tendrils as it slowly lays it on the ground, two of the six individuals being defeated immediately. One kobold, not being restricted, but looking very hurt, shrugs off this tendril while the other three individuals are looking very hurt from this attack. Great. I have... Okay, I've never had a spellcaster that had a bonus action before. As far as I'm reading Hex right, it can be cast as a bonus action. And then subsequent turns, I can use bonus actions. So can I cast Arms of Hadar and Hex? So, the only way that you can cast two spells in a, in a turn is if one of them is a cantrip. Got it. So, since both are non-cantrips, you can only do Arms of Hadar this turn, but you do still have your movement and your bonus action. Some of your movement, I should say. I will get right the kobold that's not wrapped in the tendrils. I will get right in his face to block him from anybody behind me or using his reaction without me getting a reaction. Okay, so really drawing the tension towards yourself. Yeah, I'm going to taunt him. Let's use the word taunt. I'm going to taunt him. All right, that is your turn. Fleeple, what's your dexterity modifier? Uh, as a badger, my dexterity modifier is currently plus zero. Fleeple, you are underneath the ground as this badger, right? You're still burrowed underneath. You, you kind of popped out and popped back in in your turn. Am I remembering that correctly? That is correct. Okay, so you're underneath the ground. You hear some mumbling. You hear some, some shouting from that individual that seemed to be in charge. And it is your turn, actually. Okay, one quick point of order. Uh, giant badgers do have multi-attack, but I'm kind of assuming that since I'm popping up out from underneath the ground and then popping back underneath, would that negate my ability to take two attacks, do you think? No, I think you can still take the two. Uh, it just costs part of your movement is what is my understanding because you have a specific burrowing speed so that's that's part of who you are right now as an individual and creature so no you still have multi-attack that you can use for this um, badger mole beautiful so i'm thinking that whoever was up above the ground in that helmet is probably trying to plan some sort of counter strike against me but still kind of feeling this badger-like intuition and rage coming over me i'm gonna move over a little bit from where i was before to a new position and wait until I hear the footsteps coming overhead and go out for another couple attacks. 
Sounds good. So you're going to wait on your turn, maybe hold an action then, if that is that right? Yeah, as soon as I hear the footsteps coming over up above on that battering ram, I'm going to leap out, make my attacks, and then go back underneath. Okay, sounds good. Lance, it is your turn. You are in the back of the temple here, and you just saw Mal run, rush forward. These inky tendrils sprout from the ground and suck the life out of some of these individuals. The fire is in front of you. What would you like to do on your turn? I will... <sighs> All right, I probably saw this action that happened. So for these four individuals who are outside the back door, we got one, two, three, four. The ones on the left, or I guess technically because I'm facing the back, the ones on my right, the two who are together, did any of them get damaged in, or severely damaged? Is one of them more damaged than the other? So on the west-hand side, it looks like they both are very damaged. They're not doing well, either one of them. And they still are being restricted by this unworldly tendrils. Would that give me advantage? For the sake of mechanics, no, it would not, but... Okay. <laughs> All right. Just let me... All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run out. I'm going to draw out my... Well, before I... Okay, I'm going to draw out my dagger, my ceremonial dagger, actually, and my short sword... And I'll, before I run out, I'll turn to the old grouchy father, whoever this dude is who wasn't making any sense earlier, and I'll just say to him, wait an average of six to ten seconds. I don't know where I'm getting that number, but wait about six to ten seconds and then run on out and head to the wall. Everybody. Whoa. Oh, all right. You heard the man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I run out and I will run up to these two. So as you rush towards these two individuals, they both are right next to each other. Is Mal within five feet of one of them? She is not. Dang it. Well, whatever. All right. I will run up and attack the one that is closer to Mal. Great. So the one closer to Mal is a beefier, has a great sword on its back. Uh, you run up and you attack? Yes, I will attack with my short sword. No sneak attack. Go ahead and roll. Unfortunately. Ooh, that's not very good. That's 12. 12? Mm-hmm. That's just a hit. Oh, wow. Okay. That was very lucky. That's going to be six damage on him. Okay. That person immediately drops to the ground dead. Awesome. That's what I was hoping for. And I will take my bonus action and use my dagger to attack the other one. Great. Go and roll to see if you hit. Oh, that's worse, so definitely, that's a seven. <laughs> seven? Yeah. That is a miss, unfortunately. Dang it. And this one doesn't seem to have a lot of weapons on them. It seems to be more roby, if you will. <laughs> they have more flowing robes, but not a lot of weapons that you can see on their person. But unfortunately, that is a miss as they jerk out of the way ever so slightly. Do you move at all? They are restrained, is that correct? Uh, they are not restrained. They just cannot take reactions. No, I'm going to stay. The only movement I'll do is I'll move a little bit to get in between him and Mal. That's not why I'm doing that. I'm trying to create basically a barrier so people can run past me and Mal. Okay, great. So you're trying to create a funnel that's safe between you and Mal. So you want to position yourself to where you and Mal are kind of back to back, but within like five to ten feet of each other. Yes, nothing fun about this funnel, but yes. Great, sounds good. Well, with that in mind, it is now one of the individual's turn. The other... Roby person? The person next to me? No, this is the one closest to Mal on the east side there. This person is going to cast Sacred Flame at Mal. Mal, what's your AC? It is currently 16. 
So a 14 will not hit. No, it won't. Ha All right. As it reaches out and points at you, you see this red, hot red start to swirl around you, but you dodge out of the way ever so quickly and deftly to where it just right where your shoulder was. It ignites up there, unfortunately, not able to gain purchase. And this individual is going to actually run further away from you. Arms of Hadar, are they allowed to move? I think so. It doesn't, because you're not restrained. It just keeps you from taking reactions. Gotcha. And it follows them, correct? I think it's just an instant thing and it sucks enough away that they maybe just are off kilter and they can't take a reaction or... So that makes sense. Okay. They run a little further away from this fight and are going to position themselves closer to the dead cobalt bodies in the field on the east eastern portion here. The cobalt in front of you, Mal, is going to take a swing at you. That is a 22 to hit. Uh, just barely gets me. And that's going to be six points of piercing damage with its dagger. It is going to... Three of its buddies just got destroyed, so it's going to run also with that other individual away from you, Mal. Can I take a stab at him with my spear? Absolutely, you can. Natural 20. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say that that's probably a hit. Max damage, eight points of damage. Oh, and savage attacks, I get to roll it again, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, so you skewer this cobalt. As it turns around, you just and kick him back to the ground and just this cobalt falls to the ground limp and lifeless. Fleeple would be proud. Fleeple, roll me a perception check. Okay, that's going to be a 13. You hear the soft pitter-patter above you, right next to the door. It seems that there might be a kobold moving into position to try and batter the door in again. Okay, I'll go ahead and leap up to where I hear that, and I'll start with a claw attack. You got it. Go ahead and roll on it for an attack. All right. That's only going to be a 10. 10. That is a miss. This is you burst forth with your claw, swiping at this cobalt. It raises this makeshift shield. You swipe at it. It destroys the shield, but no damage done to the cobalt. Your second attack, sir. I'll go in with the bite. Yeah, that's a 21 to hit. That is a hit. Go and roll damage. That is six piercing damage. Six piercing damage as you claw at this cobalt and then immediately bite after it, just the cobalt and just limp body and you shake it in your mouth and uh, just drops all of its weapons and gold that it had on him. However, does a 21 hit your armor class? As a giant badger, yes, certainly it does. Okay, that is going to be seven points of piercing damage to you. All right. As this arrow impacts into the back of your hide, (laughs) into your back, you turn around and the individual with the helmet was waiting with an arrow, just waiting for you to pop up. And this wicked looking black arrow is just sticking out of your back right now. Okay. Because you took your reaction to pop up, I don't think you have enough to burrow down, if that makes sense. Since that was my held action from my last turn, did they not just do anything at all before it got to my next initiative? No, this is not your next initiative. This is your reaction. Oh, so like, okay, gotcha. The, I just was informing you that they are... Si- yeah, so we're still in the first round of combat. I apologize, that was a little confusing. So yeah, this is not your actual turn right now. This is still the first round of combat. So that was your reach up, react, attack. I apologize if that was unclear there. Yeah, all good. Uh, I'm going to just glare at the person in the helmet and give a big old snort and start clawing at the ground as if I'm getting ready to charge. Okay, sounds good. 
So Lance, right next to you, there's that acolyte, we'll call him. He is going to mutter something, and a sick greenish flame is going to start erupting from its hand as he thrusts toward you. Ooh, does a 23 hit your armor class? Do you even need to ask? (laughs) Yes, it does. All right, so that was another sacred flame towards you. Ooh, that is seven points of radiant damage to you, sir. Cool, 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 cool. And this one is going to remain where it's at. It feels pretty good about sacred flaming you, so. Now we go to the villagers inside the temple here. The villagers, they are going to try and run as far as they possibly can. That's roughly 50 to 60 movement here. And so they get to the back wall. They get it through the flames. The flames are not all-encompassing, and their rousing speech and seeing you fight for them has encouraged them. As they get to the wall, one of the men turns around and goes, Where's the rope? Where's the rope? There's no rope. Help help each other. Help each other. Oh, all right, kids. And he goes to his children. He's going to try and assist them. They they just got there, though. That's their turn. Their next turn, they're going to try and help everybody get over to the edge. Fleepo, behind you, you are surrounded by two, not surrounded, but there are two kobolds and one cultist, and they immediately drop their battering ram and start pulling out weapons and facing you. As the two kobolds, they, almost in a panic, and just start trying to stab at your hide. That is a 18 to hit. 18 hits. And a five to hit. That is a miss. Oh, okay. And the one dagger is a six points of piercing damage, surprisingly. All right. And with a, (laughs) I turn back into a kobold and plop onto the ground. So very cartoonish, just fleeple hanging in the air for a little bit. The black arrow clattering to the ground. Just falls to the ground. The cultist that is there is... Uh, He's too shocked. He does nothing. Pulls out a scimitar. And does an eight hit? Eight misses. Okay. Fleeple, realizing you're no longer in badger form, you dodge this way, you dodge that way. And he's trying to whack a mole you on the head, but you just, you have just fancy feet here. So you, he's unable to hit you, but you are no longer a badger. But Fleeple, it seems that it is one against four for you. That is the first round. So Mel, it is your turn. You see... Ten villagers, roughly, have run to the edge of the wall. They had just barely got there. They're trying to help each other up the wall. You currently have nobody, no enemies that are alive surrounding you. One acolyte has run off to the east, who seems to be severely wounded. The other acolyte to the west, who sacred flamed Lance, also severely wounded. The church is burning behind you. The door, it's starting to catch on fire a little bit, even more. Roby number one to the east has he noticed the people? Is he interested in them? Or is he like rounding the temple and they're like to his back? He appears to be holding onto his side and really just trying to get his bearings. He sees the people, he sees you, he sees the fire. It looks like he's facing you, but as to what intent he has, it's hard to tell if they're going to run or where they're going to go. Mal Amara, seeing that Lance has been hurt by Roby number two, She will turn around, leaving the acolyte to the east to his own desires, and will look at the acolyte in front of Lance and bonus action cast Hex on him. She'll just kind of focus in on him and center her magic, center her focus on him. And the spear in her hands, 
She'll charge forward and try and stab that acolyte. So as you cast Hex, Lance, as you're looking at this acolyte facing off against them, you see these weird shadows start to lick at the corners of your vision when looking at this individual. It seems that the almost like shadows are crawling up the legs of this acolyte, this individual. Uh, this person also is looking down and seeing these shadows and you hear this battle roar from Mal come rushing towards the acolyte. Mal, go ahead and roll an attack against him. Um, 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 22. 22, that's a hit. Uh, D8 plus a D6 for Hex is a total of seven damage. Seven damage. How do you want to take care of this acolyte? Gripping the spear in her hands, she'll just focus and her eyes will go ablaze with the same kind of black, tenderly smoke that is rising around the acolyte. And she'll just rush forward in a blinding speed and jam the spear right into his gut. And using that force, force him down into the ground with the spear still in his gut. She'll look up at Lance and say, help them with the wall, get a rope up there or something. And then pull the spear back out of the acolyte. And Lance, as Mal looks at you, you see that her eyes are smoky black, no white whatsoever as she is attacking and has defeated this individual as she yells that at you. Almost this weird overtone like this. It's a little unnerving. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then with if I have any movement left, start running back toward the acolyte to the east that's trying to run around the temple. Yeah, for sure. So you almost get there. You're probably about 10 feet away from them. And your hex is still writhing on the dead corpse of this acolyte, waiting to be commanded again. Okay, Fleeple. We go back to the front of the temple, and it is now your turn. All right. I'm freaking out a little bit, trying to decide which of these two ideas I have I should go with. We'll leave it up to the dice. As I begin to plop down towards the ground, I kind of scrunch all my limbs in really close, and with a puff of feathers, two enormous avian feet plop down to the ground, and I turn into an axe beak. And I give out a big... Okay. Sounds good. So, now that I am a, a giant dinosaur bird, I am going to turn tail and use my 50 feet of movement to skirt my way around the side of the building, hoping to meet back up with my friends. Great. Are you going around the east side or the west side of the building? Yeah, let's go east. Okay, sounds good. So as you do, there are three attacks of opportunity against you. 16. 16 hits. One of the kobolds, 10. That's a miss. And 15. That's a hit. Okay. We'll do the cultist first. Five points of damage, slashing damage. How many hit points does uh, Axepeak have? An Axepeak has 19 hit points. 19? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's something to take into the bank. <laughs> Four points of piercing damage from the Cobalt. All right. Still doing good. Okay. And as you hightail away, you hightail out of there, you make it roughly one-fourth of the way south on the east side of the temple. Re recalling that each side is roughly 100 feet, but you are one-fourth of the way. So, as you're running away, you hear this, After him, you fools! And the leader, so to speak, seems to be rushing to the front door and is going to grab the battering ram and start ramming against the door. Now, Lance, it is your turn. All right. What I do immediately is I will sheathe my two weapons and 
whip out my short bow and aim it at the guy running away that Mal's chasing and let loose an arrow. All right, what's the short range for a short bow? 80 feet. 80? Oh, sorry, I thought it was 30. I think that's crossbows, my bad. Go ahead and roll an attack. Oh, yeah, that's 19. 19 is a hit. Go and roll damage. Okay, that is going to be 7 damage. How do you want to do it? Yeah. All right, Lance will just aim and fire, and as he fires the arrow, the arrow just whizzes past Mal's ear, and as the acolyte's kind of backing up, it'll just hit him right in, like, the forehead and just he'll fall backward. Very Lord of the Rings style, through the goblin's head almost, and as it whizzes by your ear, Mal, you almost look back, but then in the corner of your eye, you see the acolyte right on its back. Okay, you still have your movement and bonus action. And yeah, I'll just shout at Mal, let's let's both help them, shall we? And I'll run over to the group and I will take out, cause I have like, I have like a monsters, hunters gear and a burglars pack. I assume there's rope in either one of those. And I will take out my rope and just like start handing it to the villagers and be like, let's go, let's go. So are you wanting to throw the rope up or? Um, I'm going to, because I think some kids have already been kind of boosted up onto the wall. Not yet. Nobody's gotten up on the wall yet. Like they might have barely started. How much more movement do I have? So if you want to use like your bonus action to dash there, you'll get to the wall. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm getting to the wall. So I have nothing. I can't do anything else. I'm basically, um, because it's 50 feet. That's a lot of rope. And so my plan is that I'm going to use the rope. Someone's going to get over the wall. And once they're on that other side, them and a couple other people are going to hold the rope. Because I remember last time we tried to tie rope and there was like no place to put it on the wall, you had told us. Yeah, this is this is a very makeshift wall. Unless there was a grappling hook to like have the weight pull it down, there's nothing to really, there's nothing to really tie it up on the top of the wall. So you're going to give the rope to maybe one of the villagers who tries to climb. Yeah, and like on the other side, I want, I'm telling them this plan. Like, when you get to the other side, have a couple of people hold on so other people can climb easier. All right. I'll just be like, Mal! Mal! <laughs> as this is going on, you hear yells and shouts from inside of the temple. As the door, you hear this loud... And there appears to be some commotion going on inside the temple. Ooh, okay. And you hear some screams and sounds of possible fighting, maybe just a heavy movement inside. You don't get a good view. That fire is really restricting a lot of your movement there or your vision there. So before we get into the next part of combat here, let me roll something. Okay. Mal, it is your go. Excellent. Well, with people in the back dead, and I'm going to assume that Fleepwell is still a badger, she will take a... She's six feet tall. If I take a running leap at it, could I hit the top of the, the wall? Could I jump that high? I don't know how high six foot people can jump. I'm five feet in real life, so I don't know what that's like to be six feet tall to jump. So there's a long jump and a high jump. When you make a high jump, you leap into the air a number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. Uh, my strength modifier is two, so five feet. Yes, yeah, so you can jump. You can jump up five feet, and since you are since you're six feet, you'd only get. You're six feet tall. Raise your hands up. You jump up high, right? Six feet plus five. That's 11. Mal, what I'll have you do is go ahead and roll me an athletics check. And it's going to be fairly simple. No, 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 19. Oh, yeah. So as you just... 
over to the wall. You just, and you jump up. And as you jump up, you just grasp the edge, the top, and you pull yourself up. You're on top of the wall. That, that was just your movement. Take the rope. Yeah, I'll, I'll call down for the rope, but I have to wait for their turn to get the rope. So can I hold an action to catch the rope? Yeah, so we'll say we'll say that it'll be yeah, this is uh we'll we'll say that there'll be some coordination here, but this should be we should be able to do this. Yeah. So, my the way that my tr- I'm trying to shape my turn, run, jump, as soon as I grab that, just jumping off the wall and holding the rope there. We'll say for simplicity and because this isn't crazy out of character, you can just grab the rope from Lance as you're rushing by and jump up. So you've made it to the top with the rope. And if you'd like, you can toss yourself over onto the other side if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an acrobatics check to see if you take any damage in the fall though. 14. 14. As you fall, having already gone through this one time today, you land on all four of your limbs to the point where you catch yourself and you don't take any damage and you just pull the rope taut and Lance, on your side, the rope is taut as well. And so there seems to be a very easy way for people to make it up and over the wall, up and over the wall, up and over the wall. This this rope is so taut. Let's go. Uh, because I forgot last time, we're gonna have some more people run out of the burning building and not being impeded, they are rushing towards you. So, Thomas, would it be this turn or next turn that as some people start coming over, can I hand the rope off to them? Yeah. So they could they could take it from you. I mean, and it's it's such an easy thing to hand a rope off to somebody that it's pretty much a free action. So at least that's how I play it in my game. So, Fleeple, it is your go. Uh, I'm going to dash 100 feet. Great. You make it around the wall and you see a good 20 individuals chilling in the back and this rope and some people are already starting to climb the rope. Um, You're about maybe 30 feet from the wall itself. Uh, You have a bonus action. I don't know if axe beaks have bonus actions, so... Uh, This guy does not. I'm going to once again uh, give out a and just grab the attention of my friends and violently sort of gesture with my axe-shaped beak in the direction of the front of the building and just kind of wig out like there's danger going on. I don't, I don't know that that's fleetful. <laughs> None of you do. That's true. Understanding that he just turned into a massive badger and this creature's has some, some intelligence. I'll leave it up to you. Does he still have his fleece on him? So that is one thing that I was uh, meaning to talk to you about, Thomas. Uh, as a druid, when you enter your wild shape, you can choose whether your possessions fall off you, whether they're incorporated into your shape, whether you're still wearing them. So my idea is that everything gets absorbed into my body except the fleece, which is still just kind of hanging on the back. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! That's a, oh wait, no, it's Fleeple. We're okay. <laughs> With Fleeple, that being your turn, there is, you hear all of you, including Mal, you hear this loud and just screams erupting from the temple. There seems to be some sort of chaos that has just erupted inside the temple, and there are panic noises in there. And Lance, you hear the father going, No! No, please! Please, don't take us! Please! Oh, I really want him to die, but I can't do that. <laughs> Lance, it is your turn. Oh, son of a basting. All right, I'm going to run toward the temple again. How far is it to get into the temple? 
It's about 30 feet. Into the top. Okay, so I can reach the doorway. As I'm running, I'm just going to shout over at Fleeple. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to go in to see if I can help. <laughs> I uh, nod my axe-beak-shaped head up and down. It's, it's very reminiscent of, like, an axe just, like, hacking away at the air, which is kind of disturbing. Oh, kind of like a... Uh... Journey to Camelot, that animated movie. Oh, Quest for Camelot? Yeah! What a movie. I didn't even think about that. There's a callback. Blade Beak. So as you make it to the door, Lance, I'm going to need you to make a acrobatics check to try and jump through these flames without getting injured. Twelve? Twelve. That is enough to make it through uninjured for the time being, but the flames are growing intensely. So you jump through, wrap your cloak around yourself, and you roll into the temple. That was your movement. As you look into the temple, the front door has been bashed in, and there appears to be a couple individuals lying on the ground with arrows sticking out of them. The priest of Bahamut, or the leader of this temple, is on his knees with his hands in his air, pleading as women and children are trying to run away towards you, but kobolds and a a couple cultists are chasing after them. Who are the enemies, the bad guys I see? You see three cultists, two kobolds, and one weird... One cultist who seems to be in very special garb, a helmet that looks very reminiscent to a dragon having two horns sprouting out the back of its head. And how many more uh, civilians are in here? There's a good 10 uninjured civilians in here. Uh, Okay, Uh, I'll just shout, let's go people! (laughs) Just pull out my bow and I'll just shoot at a kobold. Okay, go and roll an attack. Oh, that's a seven. Seven, that is a miss, unfortunately. As you yell, frantic to get people to come towards you. Off the stone cement or the cobblestone? All right. So Lance is in the building trying to assist these individuals. Here, can I, I shot? Can I try and with some furniture around me, can I try and bonus action hide? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll. Let me try that. Just so that maybe like I can get a better shot off next time. Okay for stealth. Oh, and I have advantage on stealth checks. It's true. First roll is better. Let's, uh, 17. 17, okay. As you let's go, people, and just dive and wrap yourself in your cloak. One, to prevent you from getting seared from this heat that is coming from the back door. The other, to try and hide your body in the now darkened room. We'll see if that is enough to be stealthy. I'll go and roll to see how successful these individuals are in escaping. I just threw the dice off the table. Didn't need it at all. As you are listening, Lance, you hear three individuals saying, No, no, no! And the men just go instantly quiet while the women seem to be, their voices are getting further and further away from you. The hearing the voices getting further, are they getting further away from me, like going through the fire door or like... No, towards the front door further away. I'm going to assume they're being taken. That's what I assume, at least. All right, Liam Mason. Um, They're being taken. I have, a, I, have a, I have a particular set of skills. Okay. With that in mind, you do see a few individuals running past you, Lance, but we'll see how they react to the... Ooh, not great. Half of the... There are about four individuals that are able to jump through the flames, but then another four that as they get up to the fire, just... It randomly ignites from the passing wind of the four individuals previous, and they just stop in front of the flames being too hot for them to jump through and they uh they're at the threshold but unable to push their self forward into the danger 
Next round. Mal, it is now your turn. You're on the other side of the wall holding the rope. There is one individual who has slid down. Couple individuals, actually. One of them seems to be a man who could take care of something like holding a rope. So if you'd like, you can, as previously mentioned, jump over the wall or try to. Yeah, hand it off to them, give them instructions to keep it taut, to help people over. And then I will try and jump back over. Go and roll an athletics check. Oh, that was really good. 17 plus four. 21, yeah, definitely. Just, you make it to the top, push yourself over and you hop down over the side. Go and roll an acrobatics check to see if you take damage. No, 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 19, 21. All right, no problem. Remember all those other episodes that I was rolling really terribly? <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> so most of your movement was spent to try and jump over, fall down. You maybe have about 10 feet of movement. It's about 30 feet towards the temple. You see this axe beak to the east, which has Fleeple's fleece on its back. And Fleeple, the, as the axe beak, looks towards you. How far is the axe beak from me? Uh, probably a good 30 feet as well. I'm going to, I'll run toward the temple. And then as I'm running, I'll be looking toward Fleeple and I, she'll shout, pick me up on your way by and just keep running. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know that I can do that, but. Well, an axe beak is a large creature and the mounting rules require that your mount must be one size category larger than you. And you're medium. Let's do this. Right into battle. Oh yeah. All right. So Mal, it's your turn. You only get you only get about ten feet from the wall, twenty feet to the actual temple. Fleeple, it's your go. All right. Hearing that, I'm going to use my action to dash as far as I can into the temple, picking up Mal along the way. You definitely can dash by her because it's cool. Mal, go ahead and roll a. I don't know, a joint roll? What sort of joint roll can we do? Fleeple, roll an acrobatics and Mal, roll an athletics check. And we'll say that each of you, I mean, we'll have to have two successes, not two successes, at least one success. I don't know. Both of you roll. Would it be easier if I didn't move and I just signal for him, like, have him? Because I have to have half of my speed. Yeah, like, how hold that speed to mount? No, I'm not going to follow that rule right now because this is really cool and I want it to happen. All right, Fleeple. I rolled an 11 for acrobatics. Okay, acrobatics. So as you run by, you try to position yourself deftly to get close to the ground. You almost trip and you can't quite get down as low as you thought you could. Mal, that increased your DC, but what did you roll? Natural 20. For a total of? Athletics, 24. (laughs) Very much like Legolas, <laughs> you you see that Fleeple is not quite low enough, but you prepare yourself and you grab his neck and throw yourself onto his back, going completely around on the other side, and you have positioned yourself with your spear, riding this axe beak into battle? Fleeple, where do you go? I just keep going straight through that back door and rush as far as I can into the center of the temple. Okay, I need both of you to roll me an acrobatics check then. Hey, natural 20 plus one for 21. Hey, 13. Okay. So, Fleeple, you jump through deftly, even with this extra weight on your back, to where you don't take any damage. However, Mal, you you do take one point of fire damage, not being able to correctly anticipate to avoid the fire. As you get in, your passive perception, neither of you see Lance, but Lance, you see this axe beak and Mal on its back just come rushing in. 
And Fleeple, what you see before you is you see a lot of people who are tied up or have been shot being dragged out the front door. And there doesn't seem to be anybody pursuing the individuals who are running towards the back door. But you see that leader who is ordering everybody, make sure you round everybody up here. Bring them to the front. And he seems to be, he sees this massive axe beak and he looks at you and you kind of lock eyes like samurai style. Shink! Shink! And very much in a similar anime sort of vein, it's like a low shot from the ground. There's the action lines in the background. I just... So you used your movement to get into the temple. You still have an action and bonus action. Yeah, I'm going to use my dash action to get Mal as close to these guys as possible. So you are now, we'll say, only 30 feet away from them. So running to get Mal, running into the temple used, you're able to get 10 feet into the temple, 50 more feet. So actually you're about 40 feet away from where the leader is. And some of these people are a little bit closer. So Mal, you feel that you're in a prime position to start interacting with some of these individuals here. All right. Well, what a turn. It's now the leader's turn. He takes out this massive longbow and just aims for it right at you, uh, Fleeple. And uh, anime style is going <laughs> to whisper, Oh, dog, Nikana. And just. <laughs> so, with this in mind, there are five individuals that are wounded or being dragged out of the front door. The front door being on the northern portion of the temple, obviously. Lance, it is your turn as Fleeple has just rushed in as a axe beak. There are three cultists in here that are seem to be a lackey, two kobolds, and then there's one leader who actually has, as you pop your head out and just look, he has the priest of Bahamut. After firing a shot off at Fleeple, who's an Axby, he grabbed his ceremonial knife and it has it close to the priest's throat. Ugh, old guy's gonna die. <laughs> to be fair, Lance wasn't super concerned about it. I wasn't, but now I'm kind of like, he was annoying... And I'm glad he won't annoy me, but this is a little extreme to get rid of annoying. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. <sighs> do I take out the leader or do I take out the others? You know, the old man's going to die, but I'll do one last thing so that if there is a heaven, he won't totally badmouth me. <laughs> I'll pop out and I'll aim my bow at the leader and I'll just let an arrow fly. Okay. And that's 80 feet, yes? Yes, and I do get advantage because I am here. Or am I hidden from him? May I roll with advantage? Yes, but he is further than 80 feet right now. Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. So you could just roll, do a straight roll because you would get advantage, but roll with disadvantage so it would just be a straight roll for you. Okay, I'll just do a straight roll because that's for everybody. And if I come out, then I'm out. Okay, that's not bad. Seven, nope, 16. 16 is a hit. 16. All right, and that is sneak attack. Because the leader is in front of him, yes, you do. Oh, and you're hidden. Yeah, so sneak attack. That's 11 damage. 11 damage. As you see the, the knife getting closer and closer to his neck, you just almost reluctantly line up your shot. And it goes right into his shoulder. And it almost goes through his entire body. It caught so much momentum getting over there that it's sticking out the back of his uniform and armor. And, just, and he just yells in pain so much so that he actually drops the priest to the ground, who is now prone. But that was quite a bit of damage. You are now exposed. Present. They can see you exposed. Yes, that's a better way to say it. Um... I'll just say, I'll just shout like, oh man, that was super annoying, right? Like more annoying than that priest, but even though he's really annoying, you should leave him alone. And then, 
I'll hide again. I will bonus action hide behind more furniture if I can. There, there are a lot of pullers. There's a lot of furniture. However, I'm going to make you roll a stealth check with disadvantage, which is a straight roll for you just because that really pissed that leader off. And so he's trying to mark you. Sucks to suck, leader, because that's a 23. So how far did you want to run first before hiding? Because you have your movement still. I'm going to run to the side here. I'm running to my left, up closer to them, and finding maybe a table or a pillar or a chair or something. So it's going to be to the west west side? I'll, I'll say even, like, maybe a little bit closer to the wall. So right around here, if I can get that far. Twenty. Yeah, you can barely get that far. Mm, I'm even going to actually, you know what, I'm going to... Mm. Because right from there, do I still get a clear, sh- do I get a clear shot at the leader, or is this guy kind of blocking me, this other cultist, for later? Uh, it's, I mean, there's a lot of movement. He's not at a pillar, and this is an open room, so. All right, yeah, I will hide over there. Great, sounds good. We'll see if that was enough. Now, I'm gonna pop off to some of these other people. This cobalt down here is sees that they're no longer alone and is going to rush over to one of the injured individuals and try dragging this person towards the front door. And because this cobalt is so small, have to roll a strength check. So we'll see. Yep, so they start pulling this individual five, 10, 15 feet towards the front door. That's gonna be that cobalt's turn. And this cobalt's gonna go five, 10, 15, 20, and is going to let loose a bow and arrow at Mal. Mal does a 17 hit. Yes. Okay. Going to be three points of piercing damage. Great. And that's going to be its turn. And then the other people, they are going to do 5, 10, 15, 20. So they're all crowding towards the front door, dragging these tied up individuals, trying to get out of here as quickly as possible, trying to follow the orders of their leader here. Now we go to Mal. You are on the back of this axe beak fleeple in the center of the room. As a bonus action, I will summon that dark energy back to me because it's been on concentration. Oh, damage I have to make a concentration check? Yes. Did you take damage? Oh, you did. I did. Go I and roll did. Con- constitution saving throw. I definitely beat whatever I was supposed to beat. But what am I supposed to beat? So it's either half the damage or 10. Okay, yeah. It was natural 18 plus 5. Okay, sounds great. Yep, you're still concentrating on Hex. Seeing the leader that was rude to us and somebody who looks real crazy like a leader with a cool helmet on and the fact that Lance was shooting at him, I will summon the Hex smoke to come up around the leader and my eyes will bleed back to that smoky black and i will cast eldridge blast at him great so you move the hex and as it moves over to him you see those shadows wrap around him not against the priest who's on the ground and the priest tries to scoot further and further away go ahead and roll your eldridge blast at them 21 21 is a hit roll damage on that plus 10, 11 points of force damage. Whoa! And hex? Well, 10 points of force, one point of hex. Oh my gosh, how do you want to do this? Summoning that icy blue glow around my arm, releasing out the power. I just wanted to enter in through the eye sockets of his helmet and just blow it out from the inside with light. And then he falls. Wow. Okay. So as you thrust this Eldritch Blast, feeling confident that you have the exact bead and the hex 
urging you forward. You aim straight for the eyes. As it goes for the eyes, the hex, it, it's, it's as if the hex helps part the Eldritch Blast part way, focusing it into the eye holes of the helmet, and the leader goes, Wah! and then just a s- loud, and then the helmet just falls limp as well as the rest of the body to the ground, that leader being defeated and destroyed. Very nice. Fleeple, your turn. All right. I'm going to keep moving us further into this combat situation. I'm going to start with the guy closest to the door. I'm going to rush right up to him, and I'm going to try and axe him with my axe beak. Okay, and you're going for a cultist or a kobold? I'm going to go for the cultist. Okay, so Mal, being on the back of Fleeple, go ahead and roll an attack with your axe beak. That's going to be a 16 to hit. 16 is a hit. Awesome. That's going to deal eight slashing damage. Wow. Yeah. How do you want to do this? Oh, yeah. Uh, just straight decapitation. Nice and classic. <laughs> straight decapitation. <laughs> just with a loud chicken noise. And Mal, you just see this head roll off onto your lap and you just thrust it off to the side. This coldest being decapitated and falling limp to the ground. Lance, it's your turn. I'll pop from behind the pillar and go, I'm going to get... Oh, he's dead. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will try and shoot. Is either one of the cobalt or the, the cultist that's closest to me uh, near the west side of the building? Are either of them within 80 feet? Yes, they both are. Three. All right. Then I will... The cobalt doesn't have anybody with them, right? The cultist does. I'll shoot the cultist. Great. Go and roll with advantage, sir, because you are stealthy. All right. There you go. That's a 19. 19's a hit. Go and roll damage with sneak attack. Oh, dear. That's 12. Just completely annihilating. You drop this cultist immediately and drops the tied-up individual that they were dragging towards the front door. Do you move or take a bonus action? Yes, I will move up closer. So there's two kobolds left. That's it, right? And one cultist to the east. Oh, right here. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm not going to try and hide. I'm just going to, as I'm walking up, I'm going to take out my short sword and my dagger. I'm feeling a little confident because we're, we're doing pretty well right now. I'm just going to start approaching this kobold. And as I'm doing, I'm like, you better get the hell out of here. I'm going to kill you and all your family. <laughs> I'm just really mad that we're in this situation. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. With that, the three remaining alive enemies just try to flee as quickly as possible. One kobold makes it all the way out. The other kobold also makes it all the way out. And this one cultist also makes it all the way out. Does he pass by their attack of opportunity range? He does not. They skirt around as if they knew... They didn't want to engage with them. And they are just gone. They just are running north out of the temple, away completely out of earshot, eyeshot, never looking back. So you find yourself out of combat here. Just breathing hard. (sighs) From atop my axe beak mount, (laughs) may I suggest we leave through the front door? (laughs) Uh, let's go through the front door and regroup in the back. Uh, Lance, you, you feeling okay? You, you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Great. I want to get out of here. Taking a level in Barbarian or something. <laughs> I just really <laughs> didn't want to be in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
So as you help the injured, as you carry them away, you make your way out of the temple. Um, as you go around on the west side, no danger is encountered. There doesn't seem to be anything unusual. And the last remnants of the people are hopping over the wall and are about to take the rope with them. And you holler at them, throw the rope over, give it to you. And without issue, all of you make your way over the wall, through that forest clearing, down through the water, and back to the grate that you have. The grate back into the keep through the secret entrance. Without worry, without making much of a ruckus, there seems to the ruckus of the temple being burned really drew a lot of the cultists away that were patrolling. So you're able to lazy river for some or just slowly walk for others back to the grate. Could we have done anything for the temple fire? Yeah, I definitely would have wanted to put out the fire. I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> you can definitely try. It's blazing right now. And without buckets and water, it would be very difficult. I know that, Fleeple, you have druid craft, which can extinguish flame, but it is, it's very, like, minimal flame, isn't it? It's not, like, roaring inferno. Yeah, this is probably beyond any of my spells at this point. I'll just say to them as they're trying to put out the fires that they can, I'll just be like... We need to go. <laughs> this buildings could be rebuilt. People, we need to get the people out. And Fleeple, as you're staring, looking at the temple, the priest, the leader that you are very familiar with, walks up to you and goes, Fleeple, the elf is right. We can always rebuild it. Rebuild it to be bigger and better. What's important is the safety of our people. <laughs> I stare up at it with a tear rolling down my face and just go, I totally forgot you're still an speak. <laughs> How are you going to get over the wall? <laughs> I imagine you tie the rope around him and pull him over. So, Fleeple, as you get dragged over the wall as an axe beak, as you walk away from the burning Temple of Bahamut and go back to the tunnel that you had previously dug as a badger mole, and everybody uncomfortably but safely able to get through that into the keep's basement. Sorry, real quick, I'm because you're taking it that far, I did want to try and open the grate again so that that tunnel can just be buried. So that is something I want to do next time. I'm just because I, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and uh, go up to the lock and see if you can unlock it? Yeah, I'm going to use my thieves tool to try and get the thing out and then I'll use the key to. This is going to be a really high DC though. I just want to fix the problem I made. <laughs> that's better. Uh, that's going to be a with thieves tools, right? Yeah, that's going to be a. 23. You just got it. Literally the DC that I set to get that. As you slowly and methodically look into it, you're like, ah, there it is. And you very gently, and it takes you a couple minutes as all 30 of these people are crawling through the tunnel. <laughs> They're crawling into the keep and you're just standing at the door, looking in it and feeling around and you clang. And the little piece falls on the ground and you're like <sighs> you put the key in turn it and it opens <laughs> and as as i do that i'll just look over to mal if she's in there around me and i'll just hand her the key and i go your key thank you i appreciate it i should put it in a different pocket this time <laughs> I, I saw which one <laughs> oh definitely but a different yeah. pocket and with that you make safely having helped all of these individuals back into the keep you walk up with the patrons of the temple back up to the keep to talk to mayor night hill 
And that's where we'll end this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of iCast Fireball. So thank you so much for taking the time to explore the world of Faerun with us. If you like what we're doing, if you could leave a five-star review on your podcast streaming service of choice, it would really help us out to get our adventure out to other people who might enjoy this and who appreciate the content that we're creating here. In addition to that, we have an email account that you can send requests, praise, I don't know. That email is iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. That's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for listening again. Like always, I'm Thomas, your DM, and we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flaple. Good night, everybody. <laughs>